0: Breaking soul ties with Shaladio. On this broadcast, Shaladio teaches God's word on soul ties and other relationship issues affecting the believer. Listen and be blessed.
1: Hello, good morning. Uh, you're welcome to day thirteen of our series on prayer and fasting um, we've I'm gonna start by presenting the prayer point uh, for today uh, which is um, day three of uh, the 21 day fast for those who are following and uh, now the prayer point for today is Lord I come to submit my will to you I come to submit my will uh, to you at the foot of the cross for an exchange with your will. For an exchange with your will. Lord, show me your will during this fast and let your will be done in my life. Your will is far better than my will. So this is a prayer point for today. It is very important. Now, why is it important? Even the Lord Jesus Christ himself, our King of kings and Lord of lords, prayed this prayer so who are we not to follow in these footsteps and pray that same prayer to god Luke chapter 22 verses 41 and 42 the bible says and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed so which was um, like an expression of submission jesus knelt down and prayed and verse 42 says saying father if thou be willing remove this cup from me and then he said nevertheless not my will but thine be done so you can see that even jesus who i mean was I mean, was full god and full man knelt down to pray and said not my will but thine be done so it meant that as a human being his will was not to go to the cross his will was to dodge the cross as a human being but he got to that point of prayer where he fully accepted that lord let your will be done and not mine and it is god's will it was god's will that's why god sent him to go to the cross and and suffer for the sins of humanity so you see that in many situations in our lives god's will is different from our will and one of the reasons why we struggle is that we tenaciously hold on to our will without accepting whatever the will of the lord is and let me tell you the the will of god is far better than your will let me give you an example from the bible now look at joseph for instance joseph was captured by his brothers he was I mean, he was captured and sold into slavery. And uh, he got, uh, you know, passed on to a guy called Potiphar. And from Potiphar, he was, um, you know, like wrongly accused by Potiphar's wife and he got found himself in jail. Now, what had happened was that when he interpreted the dreams for those guys, the chief baker and the chief butler, what he wanted, his will, was that the chief butler will get to Peferro's palace. And the chief butler will put a word in for him so that Pharaoh can release him from that prison and so that he can leave Egypt and go and look for his family. That was his will. Now, if you are in Joseph's uh, fit or situation, wouldn't that be your will to get released from that jail and go look for your family? What else? But the Lord had a better will that even Joseph himself did not know anything about. And I'll tell you what it was first of all the chief butler forgot about him for two years two whopping years the chief butler never mentioned him to pharaoh now it was god that made chief butler forget him some people you are you are moaning today because some people did not help you it was god that made them forget to help you and i'll show you why when pharaoh had the dream nobody could interpret the dream it was then that the chief butler remembered so you see you will be remembered at the right time not at the time that you are banging the door at your own will so you know what happened now remember there was a guy called joseph they brought joseph in and what happened joseph interpreted the dream and he became the prime minister of egypt now that was the will of god for joseph the will of god for joseph was to become the prime minister of egypt not to become an ordinary citizen that was going to look for his family all over again the will of god for joseph was that joseph was meant to save the entire a lineage of israel through that famine by being planted in egypt did you see that so you don't know what the will of god is for your life it is far better it is far greater than your will take time today to pray lord i surrender my will to you someone asked me this question uh some time ago he said eh, um, that uh you know people talk about uh, the will of god in marriage blah, blah 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 that you know don't you have a will god must respect your will blah 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 blah, blah. look whether god respects your will or he doesn't respect your will it makes no difference god's will is better than your will and as a christian god will not force you to accept his will even jesus was not forced to accept god's will but if you do not accept his will you cannot see the best that he has for you if joseph manipulated the entire thing you would never have seen the will of god so if you look at the bible the will of god is far better than your will so quit you know you know quit trying to enforce your will in fasting and prayer look i have seen situations where people prayed over their choice of marriage partners and you know their pet you know their pet desires eh, that it must be 10 feet tall he must speak with a foreign accent blah, blah 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 i know one lady she's one of my proteges i mean she spent loads of years in this country i mean she had aspects of who she was going to marry one time she was praying i mean we were all i was also you know like believing god along with her and one day i prayed and i said to her i said You were in church today. You know, I said it by the Spirit of God that you were in church today. And the person you are going to marry. And it wasn't my church that I was attending. It was our own church. So you were in church. And the person you are going to marry was in church today. And you saw him, but you did not know that it was him. She said, "Mm -mm, I saw somebody, but that's not the person I'm going to marry. No, far from whoever I would want. Now, to cut the long story short she's married to this guy they've been married for over 12 years they are different they speak with different accents they have different social outlooks but this is a wonderful marriage wonderful 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 marriage because they submitted themselves to the will of god for their lives so i'll just stop there so we don't take too much time that's the prayer point um for today now we're just going to quickly round up uh we're talking yesterday about the five scriptural proofs that the baptism of the holy spirit is accompanied with speaking in tongues now the last proof we're going to look at is found in acts chapter 8 verse 12 uh but when they believed philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized, both men and women. Now, that's the water baptism. They got born again. Then Simon himself believed also when he was baptized. He continued with Philip. So, this guy, well, got born again and then wondered, that so i mean an evil spirit must have crept into the guy beholding the miracles and signs which were done now when the apostles which were at jerusalem heard that samaria had received the word of god they sent unto them peter and john who when they were come prayed for them that they might receive the holy ghost you see so you see that there were two experiences the first experience was that they got born again the second experience was that they received the holy ghost so many people today they have received the first experience they got born again but they know nothing about the second experience which is to receive the holy ghost and this second experience is for every christian It is not for special people it's not for anointed people alone it's for everybody whether you think you are anointed or not i mean but to tell the truth all of us are anointed it's just that we don't know verse 16 for as yet as he was falling for as yet he was falling upon none of them only they were baptized in the name of the lord jesus so can you see clearly from the scriptures now that there were two experiences they had not received the holy ghost but they were baptized in the name of the lord jesus and acts eight seventeen says that then laid they their hands that the apostle came on them and they received the holy ghost. So this was Luke reporting that the apostles came laid hands on them and received the holy ghost. How do we know that they received the holy ghost if we did not see the people do something or say something? Can you see that? How do we know that they received the holy ghost? Did they just receive the holy ghost in the air and we just believed that they received the holy ghost just like that? No. We must have seen something. We must have heard them say something. We must have heard them do something. And we're going to see the proof in verse 18. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Can you see that? Now, how could Simon have seen that through laying on of hands, the Holy Ghost was given? He definitely must have heard them speak in tongues. How could he have offered money for it? Because if, if let's assume that it was possible to buy the anointing to lay hands on people to receive the Holy Ghost. Now, of what use would that anointing have been for him if he paid for it and he went out to the streets to do something that people could not see? Can you see that? I mean, let's let's reason this through this is simple i mean i mean this is just simple too simple to be missed so definitely something happened in the physical when the people received the holy ghost and from the other places where we read when people received the holy ghost they spoke in tongues verse 19 saying give me also this power that on whomsoever i lay hands he may receive the holy ghost can you see that Now, a canal man will not just believe that the Holy Ghost is given if he did not see something. So, definitely, they must have been praying in tongues. They must have begun to speak in tongues. So, those are my five pillars and scriptural proofs that when people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they start by speaking with other tongues. So, with this, I believe with an open mind, you know that it is your heritage. It is a gift of God to everybody that believes. Jesus said these signs shall follow them that believe. Let's read it again what Jesus said. Jesus said in Mark 16, I mean we have to believe the words of Jesus than the doctrines of men verse 17 and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall, shall they cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues. He didn't say the special ones shall speak with new tongues. He didn't say only the anointed ones shall speak with new tongues. He said he didn't say only the gifted ones shall speak in new tongues he says, "All them that believe, they shall speak with new tongues." And let's around uh, today's um, teaching up by saying that we all believers all of us we have access to the baptism of the holy ghost luke chapter 11 verse 9 he says and this was jesus speaking again he says and i say unto you ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father will he give him a stone or if he ask a fish will he for a fish Give him a serpent, or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that. Ask him, did you see that to them? So, this scripture establishes that you are not excluded from receiving the Holy Spirit. I mean, God is not gonna withhold the Holy Spirit from you, He is a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift. You don't have to, I mean, your life does not have to be sparkling clean to receive the Holy Spirit. You come by faith, you come by confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ, not confidence in the fact that you are a good boy or a good girl today, so that you you think you deserve the holy spirit no you cannot buy the holy spirit like simon uh using your your good i mean your good behavior and everything no you receive the holy spirit let me tell you one story when i got born again in school at at the time i got born again in school i used to be a smoker i used to be a drinker i used to smoke at least 10 cigarettes every day when i got born again now i got born again and instantly the, um, the conviction of the Holy Ghost came upon me that, look, dude, smoking is wrong. You should stop. Drinking is wrong. You should stop. From that day, that's from that day, I did not drink again. Now, let's say I got born again on a Tuesday. I think maybe on a Wednesday or on a Thursday, I still picked up one cigarette and I could not finish it. I just said, nah, this is not for me and as soon i dropped that cigarette i went to look for the people that got me born again and i said to them look you know what i have come here to receive the baptism of the holy spirit please pray for me so i can receive it and they prayed for me they laid hands on me and i received the baptism of the holy spirit and from that day i do not smoke i don't smoke from that day i lost the desire i lost everything in fact if i hit if i sniff that thing anywhere around me i just move away from you asap i just move away from you and that is what the holy spirit can do for you and i invite you right now go to your church go to anyone who any believer who um is i mean is filled with the holy spirit get them to pray with you get them to lay hands on you i mean while i was in church You know, in Lagos, I used to be in the uh, new discipleship class. I always loved the class that had to do with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every single Christian that I prayed for spoke in tongues and received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You don't need to be a special person to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You also don't need to be a special person to pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.
0: Welcome back to the second part of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. Listen and be blessed.
1: Hello, welcome to Prayer and Fasting Day 14. And today we're going to continue our discussion on uh, praying in tongues. We're going to continue that discussion on praying in tongues That's, um, today and tomorrow, day 14 and day 15. Uh, before we go into our gist for today, I want to share the prayer point for day four of the fast, which is, Lord, I forgive everyone that has offended me or that I have ought against. Call their names out in prayer. Unforgiveness is a blessing blocker in the spirit realm. So you need to let everyone go from the jail of your heart. And the scriptures for that will be found in Mark chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. He says, And when ye stand praying, this is Jesus speaking, Forgive if ye have hurt against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses so we see that unforgiveness is a blessing blocker people have exploited you people have cheated you people have done all kinds of things to you just let them go just let them go now what is in stock for you what god has in stock for you is far greater than what any man could have stolen from you in your past so if you are holding on to uh, offenses and all the rest, and seeking revenge, and all the rest. What you are doing is that you are ignoring a £10 million deal and holding on to a transaction of £40. That's the kind of illustration I can give. It's just like you about to sign off a £10 million deal on the 18th floor of a building, and then they bring the news to you that somebody downstairs is about to put a 10 pound ticket on your car wrongfully are you going to abandon that 10 million pound contract on the 18th floor and run after the person who is about to put 10 pounds ticket on your car downstairs wrongfully you're not going to do that so if you are that smart in real life then how come in the spirit realm you're not acting smart as well acting smart is you know just forgiving and letting go Um, like people on social media say to me say it's easier said than done but you see nothing in life is easy Um, it's not easy for women to pop babies out but uh, uh, if you go to the hospital uh, to the labor ward women are still going there every single day to pop babies out and yet it is not easy so the fact that something is not easy does not mean that it's not the right thing to do as long as it's the right thing to do, then do it. That I mean, that's all. Just do it if it's the right thing to do. Whether it's easy or difficult is, is not the issue here. Uh, it's not easy to get a university degree, but because it's not easy to get a university degree, we're not going to tell everybody... Uh, we're gonna, not going to tell everybody not to go to school again. We're not. Well, are, are we going to stop telling people to go to school because it's not easy to get a university degree? No, we're just going to say go to school so you can get a university degree. Yes, we know it's not easy, but we have to do it for us to get the results. So it's very important that we forgive. Uh, that I mean, no matter how difficult it is, and this is one. I mean, this step will help you to achieve that by actually praying and say, Lord, I forgive everyone that has offended me or that i have ought against and you should call them out in prayer by name mention the person by name could be your husband could be your wife could be your children could be your parents could be your father could be your mother could be your cousin could be your friend could be a work colleague could be your pastor could be the deacon in your church anybody that has offended you just call them out in prayer call them out in prayer and say that you have forgiven them in Jesus name someone has asked me this question before i think there was a lady who was trying to recover from a broken relationship that yeah that she's struggling to forgive uh uh the person that had hurt her or broken up with her and dumped her now This thing that I'm talking about, the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. So it means that anything we're doing that has to do with God has to be by faith and not by sight. And how do you express your faith? How do you activate your faith? You activate your faith by speaking words. Now, those words are real in the spirit realm. Now, it doesn't matter how you really, really feel, but those words are working in the spirit realm. So, as long as you speak those words, they are working. So, it means that if you are feeling unforgiveness towards somebody, you need to open your mouth and speak words and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I forgive X, Y, and Z. Even though inside your heart, you don't feel feel as though you are forgiving the person. You can still feel the hurt on the inside of you, but speak the words. Faith is when you speak those words in spite of the negativity and the contradiction that surrounds you. So, we walk by faith and not by feeling. So, you walk by faith by declaring that you have forgiven X, Y, and Z with your mouth. And before you know what is happening, your feelings will respond to the words that you speak and we align to the words that you speak. And ultimately, you will feel that you have forgiven this person. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that we should uh we should pray for them which despitefully use us and persecute us so don't even stop at declaring that you are forgiving them pray for them actually just pray for them intercede for them so that you can clear your way in the realm of the spirit you can because great things are about to happen and we're not going to miss out on that because of one petty thing that we are holding against uh, people so we're continuing our discussion today and um, the first three days of praying in tongues, days 11 to 13, we took our time to establish the scriptural proof that praying in tongues is the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And also we established that uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is available to every Christian. It's not for special people. It's not for, you know, just Uh, the anointed people is for everybody. So don't let anyone deceive you that um, uh, praying in tongues is not for everybody, therefore you cannot pray in tongues. Now, it's part of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you need to get in touch with a church or people that believe in the baptism of the holy spirit and uh, they will be able to pray with you lay hands on you and uh, get you to receive the baptism of the holy spirit Uh, jesus again you know i'll read the words of jesus again in mark 16 verses 15 to 19 and he said unto them go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned and these signs shall follow them that believe not follow them the pastor, not follow them, the apostle, not follow them, the special anointed ones. These signs shall follow them that believe. Are you a believer? If the answer is yes, let's look at the signs. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. So you will speak with new tongues if you are a believer and you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now let's go on to the uh subject for today. What happens when we pray in tongues? You see, I went through all this just to bring us to a point where we now begin to see what would happen when we pray in tongues during seasons like this when we declare a fast um number one i would say that we receive insight and revelation from the spirit of god when we pray in tongues wow that's (laughs) that's <laughs> if you've never heard this before it's going to sound strange to you but let's go through the scriptures isaiah chapter 28 verse 9 and you see one thing i like about the scriptures is that no matter how you know intricate a concept looks in the new testament or how far-fetched it looks there has always been a foundation or a pointer to it in the Old Testament. That's why I love the scriptures. The scriptures are complete. There is nothing that you bring out of the New Testament that you cannot find an indication or a prediction of it in the Old Testament, which is very awesome. I mean, God is great. Isaiah 28, 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts so you see here that we're talking about spiritual growth here he says who is god going to teach knowledge he said the people that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the best breast well now what does that mean it means that your christianity if you are still on the milk and you are still with the breast it means that your christianity is comprised of what you hear from your pastor alone it means that everything about your christianity is what you got from your pastor or from the person that you are feeding off he says But God is saying that who am I going to teach knowledge and who am I going to make to understand doctrine? He says, them that are wind. Wind means that you've come of age. You've come of maturity. And you see, maturity simply means that God is able to now speak to you directly and teach you things directly. And he goes on to say in verse 10, he says, for precept must be upon precept." So it means that it is a gradual and progressive um, sequence of revelation that is coming to you and it says precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little and very little so it means that the things of god are not going to drop on you um, suddenly they are going to be seeping into your heart little by little on a daily basis but let's see verse 11 it says for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to these people And verse 12 says to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing yet they would not hear. So you see verse 11 says for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to these people so it means that when you are praying in tongues when you are speaking in tongues bible i mean the bible makes it clear that you are going to be taught by the lord that god is going to speak to you as your lips are stammering and you are speaking with another tongue so you see here that very clearly here That when we pray in tongues, we open ourselves up for revelation and insight from the Spirit of God. Spend time praying in tongues and you will see the difference. Look on a daily basis during this fast. Make sure you pray at least 15 minutes in tongues. At least 15 minutes daily. Well, preferably when you wake up in the morning. When I wake up in the morning and I mean... wake up claire there are two things that i want to do i want to worship jesus and i want to pray in tongues so if you can do this for 15 minutes you will see the difference in your spiritual life you will see that the things of god will begin to come to you in fact there are things that you are praying and fasting about today but you see the issue why these things might have lingered for so long is that there are instructions that the Lord wants to pass to you, but you are not in a place, you are not in a location where those instructions can reach you. And you see, when you begin to pray in tongues, and you are praying in tongues on a daily basis, what will happen is that the things of God, the instructions of God, the precepts of God will begin to seep into you, into your heart on a gradual and progressive basis you see a lot of times the things a lot of times the things we are believing God for, they are not things that will just drop like that by a miracle but they are things that God, God wants to talk to us about, they are things that God wants to reveal to us they are things that God, God wants to give or give us direction about but if you are not in a place where you can receive this direction, where you can perceive this direction then the struggle might just continue So, and you see in everything in life, there must be something that God wants to say to you. There must be an instruction. There must be a revelation that God wants to pass across to you so that you can take a different step and receive a result. I mean, when Peter, well, and his friends were struggling, what did Jesus say? He says, "Launch out into the deep and throw out your net." So there was an instruction that Jesus passed to them. What is it is the instruction for your life today? You need to spend time praying in tongues. You need to you need to you need to spend time extensively praying in tongues. When I just got born again, I used to do this a lot. That was what they taught us. That just you know, wake up in the morning and pray in tongues, pray hard in tongues so we'll go like 15 minutes 30 minutes one hour just praying in tongues and you see what would then happen you then begin to discover that god is speaking to you god is teaching you as you open the scriptures and you are reading god is showing you the next thing that you will do with your life and um i'll just our time is up i'd like to stop here and we will continue um tomorrow with what happens when we pray in tongues
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. To learn more about Soul Ties on Twitter, please follow our Shaladio and our Soul Ties tweets. You can also visit www.BreakingSoulTies.com to read up on Soul Ties. To contact Shaladio, please send an email to Ties at charisministries.org That is K-A-R-I-S ministries.org You can also chat with him on BBM by using the following pin 52C7 F3CD I repeat 52C7 F3CD We have come to the end of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sean Adieu. See you again same time next week. Jesus is Lord